morning, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to the Friday of the week. It is the 18th day of September, 2020. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there, man. Hey, Big J. Yay, Friday. How does it feel? Uh, it's good. Well, I mean, you know, coming off a short week, it seemed like a long week, obviously. Seemed fairly long to you? Yeah. And I have an empty house all by myself. To say, yeah. Uh, and it did not go well yesterday. What do you mean? It did not go. Uh, I think I'm going to get into it in life lesson. I'll just put it this way. Um, I almost didn't make it to work today. Um, got a sick dog last night. And so, you know, a little worried about the pup. And um, everybody's got to work. So uh, my daughter, who lives uh, on the other side of town from me, she's got to work today. So... Yeah, but he's doing better now. But it was it was not good last night. Was it from like uh, anxiety? So here's what happened: uh, the wife and the youngest leave for San Diego yesterday. Uh-huh. They took they took Corky, our dog, to my other daughter's house and left him there for a while. Well, they left him there for several hours, and we're pretty sure that he decided, you know what? Hey, there is unattended cat litter here oh, okay and so he he was having some stomach issues that's right the dog that your dog that dog eats cat litter right yeah and we couldn't figure out all of a sudden he was really bloated and he started throwing up a lot and diarrhea i mean it was it was an ugly scene i mean i drove the mustang today because there's throw up in my car and i spent all afternoon driving around yesterday to the vet hospital and then he was okay and then i, ended up, I, mean, I spent like two and a half hours in prime driving time traffic last night so it's just it was bad news man uh well good times man. yeah at some point yeah i don't know i don't know you think he'd learn but i guess not no i i think that he has a binge eating disorder from oh. dogs because he constantly even when he got home here he is he's bloated he's been thrown up you know i mean and he wants food he sits there and looks at me those goofy little eyes and he's got an overbite, and so he just, he's the cutest, ugliest little dog there is. And you just love him to death. And so, yeah, I was worried about him. I'm glad he's okay. Yeah. I'm glad he is okay. Hopefully. Uh, that life lesson is coming up later on this hour. We also have a chance for you to qualify for that UTV that we are giving away next month. That's going to happen during Pop Culture Smackdown. You're going to hold tight for that. And additional Friday fun throughout the course of the show. But first, music. Music like Nirvana. This is all apologies here on the morning after with Nick and Big J on the X Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Well, the Gems Day yesterday added uh, over 300 new cases for the coronavirus, according to data released by the Idaho Department of Health and Welfare. 275 confirmed, 61 probable. Idaho death toll also increased to 435 after. Uh, Five deaths were reported yesterday. That's the uh, fourth day in a row we've had that many deaths. The state's positivity rate dropped, however. Uh, It was 7.6% last week. This week it's it's down to 6.9%. And the statewide tests completed decreased by 4,000 from the week. Uh, About uh, 13,377 people got tested this week for the coronavirus. And again, just to put that into perspective, about 7% of those that got tested tested positive for the virus. So that's where we are, uh, and uh, it was a, a fairly quiet week, I think, uh, although the death numbers were a bit concerning throughout the week, as it was almost 25 this particular week, 
which is a lot of people, by the way, in case you're curious. Um, so uh, we continue to be uh, monitored. Not necessarily a hotspot anymore because our percentage is down, which is very, very good. Uh, but we, uh, we continue to keep an eye on it. And, of course, we have a whole other problem to deal with, which is the air quality, which continues to be an issue here in the Treasure Valley. I mean, uh, it's not one thing, it's another. Right. Uh, they canceled a bunch of sporting events again last night in uh, Ada County and in the Treasure Valley because of the air quality. Anything that was happening outdoors was recommended probably not to. Moving around a bunch of baseball games as well. So keep that in mind as you do the uh, the weekend stuff, that the air quality probably isn't going to be all that great either. Something to keep in mind. Lightning beat the Islanders 2-1 to in overtime last night to win the Eastern Conference Championship four games to two. They're on to the Stanley Cup Finals for the first time since 2015. Anthony Sorelli scored the winning goal in overtime. Tampa Bay will play the Stars for the NHL title. Heat beat the Celtics again last night, 106-101. Miami is up 2-0 in that Eastern Finals. And the Browns beat the Bengals 35-30 last night at home as the NFL marked its 100th birthday. Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield, 16 for 23, 219, two touchdown passes. Uh, of course, Nick Chubb had a good game, too. A couple of touchdowns. Cream Hunt had a couple touchdowns. And Joe Burrow, the reigning Heisman Trophy winner, uh, 61 pass attempts last night. 37 to 61, 316, and threw three touchdowns, but was sacked three times. And so it was actually a pretty entertaining Thursday night football game. Yeah, I uh, could could have done without uh, Odell Beckham Jr. catching anything. Not me, but uh, I needed him on one of my teams, so I was, I was very going happy. against him. Very happy to see that happen. But uh, yeah, I mean, Joe Burrow is got he's got some he's got some stuff. He's got some stuff. I enjoyed watching him play. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, the the, the Bengals have some real offensive line issues, so he's going to be running around a lot back there, and anytime you, you're throwing 61 times, it's never a good thing. No, no, it's um, not. But, uh, but no, he definitely has some talent, and he's got some receivers, too, to throw to, but he just doesn't have a whole lot of time to throw the ball, and he's playing from behind a lot because that defense isn't great either. And so uh, he's going to have some issues. I don't think he's going to get a lot of W's, but I do think he's going to be a heck of a player if he can stay healthy. Which is a good thing. If you like period pieces about gangs, AMC has revealed the first trailer for their TV show called Gangs of London. Colt Meany stars in it, a bunch of people you've never heard of, but the show dissects the power dynamics between London's array of gangs back in the early 1900s. Uh, it was already around for uh, season number one, and now they're ready for season number two. It's going to start streaming on October 1st if you'd like to partake and the old episodes are already up on the amc streaming service amc plus if you want to check out some old episodes if you're looking for a tv show to watch that might be it the morning after with nick and big j so uh nick today's life lesson is is i i an admission that i don't really don't know this lesson i don't know how to learn this lesson and maybe you you can help me with it and uh that is (laughs) i need to stop making declarative statements because they never work out. I don't know how many people make a declarative statement and it it, it, it ends like it's supposed to. But I said with all 100% full intent yesterday, I'm going to the movies. That's right. Remember? Yep. And now with the situation uh, as um, an empty house and I have got, see, uh, one, two, three, four pets to take care of. And one, I don't know. I mean, occasionally I'll, I'll be lucky if I get home and there's not throw up or pee somewhere. <laughs> Uh, I don't think I'm gonna make it to the movie, <laughs> and so. But here, let's let's go through the declarations. Um, let's start out with Twitter. Yep. I'll never get on Twitter. 
I think it started with Facebook, actually, because it was a MySpace thing. Oh, yeah, you yeah. You started Facebook, and then you were like, all right, I joined Facebook. And, and then you were like, but I'll never go on Twitter. And listen, here's the thing. With Facebook, um, I met my wife through Facebook. Yeah. Like, if I wasn't on Facebook and didn't hadn't been friends with Ian Johnson, I never would have met my wife. So... <laughs> That's what. That's the first. I'm glad you remembered that. Uh, then there's Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would never get on, but Thomas Jane, of all people. Oh, me, that's right. The dirty laundry yeah, thing, right? Yeah, made me get on Twitter. I mean, of all the reasons I, I decided to get on Twitter was for Thomas Jane. <laughs> that was dumb. But, uh, you know, and, and Twitter hasn't been a bad place for me. So, uh, let's see. Uh, I've still held true to the, I'm not going to go the Apple way. Uh, on, I get, get an iPhone. I do have an iPad. Yes, you have Apple products, and you uh, certainly are an Apple house, I would say. Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, and here's the so thing. So your money has I, gone to support them. I am <laughs> surrounded by by traders. Uh, and then and then there's the PlayStation route, uh-huh. um, which, you know, I think over the last couple of years, I'm like, I just don't care anymore. Like, it's, you know, who cares? I don't either. Yeah, I mean, I mean you're, there's no... Our it, friend Dell cares, apparently, but I don't care anymore about that thing, and, and I don't know if I'll buy a PlayStation or not, but those are several of the declarative statements that I've made. I will never do this. And when I make those, it's almost like uh, some like the universe is saying, oh, yeah, check this out. <laughs> so I kind of have to be careful of what I say. And I don't know. It's probably just uh, a coincidence or it's me. I don't think it's me being weak or anything like that. <laughs> but uh, it's just probably, you know, thinking about what you're saying and, and realizing. And, and a part of it, it's kind of a joke. Like we joke about it when I make those statements now mm-hmm. because, you know, at some point I'm probably going to recant that and then end up doing what I said that I wouldn't do. Correct. Um, in this particular case, I really wanted to go to Tenet, but then this morning as I'm driving to work, I'm like, I can't leave for, you know, more than a, a few hours right now because uh, because the, the pet situation, and I, until I know my dog is going to be okay, I'm not really <clears throat> totally cool with that. So no, that makes sense. Makes sense. I'm not going to go see Tenet this weekend. Damn it. But at least you're ready to admit it. Maybe this is the key. Maybe you saying you're not going to go will actually implore you to go. Yeah, I am not not going to go. Does that work? <laughs> I'm not sure. We've never really tried it in the positive. A double negative? Uh, well, the double negative probably isn't a good idea. That'll just confuse you. But if we should we should maybe, if you say I'm not going to go to the movies, maybe you actually will make time this weekend. So uh, the life lesson here is sometimes you just don't have an answer for the stupid stuff you do or don't do. Correct. Sometimes it's just uh, the tide and the ebbs and flows takes you to where things go. Yep. Morning after Manika Big J, there's your life lesson on the way. Some important stuff. Plus, we're going to hell. Today on the morning after with Nick and Big J. I'm sure, Big J, you probably think spending time with your family is the key to happiness. Yeah. You couldn't be more wrong. That's no. At least according to Southern Methodist University. Researchers there found that people reported way higher levels of well-being when they're hanging out with their friends compared to when they hang out with their romantic partner or their kids. In fact, being around their significant other predicted the lowest level of happiness among the three groups looked at by the scientists. Wow. Basically, you're happier when you're not by your significant other, Big J. How say you? That's... I don't feel that way, but... Uh, the study leader I can see how somebody would feel that way. I've been around some other people, significant others. Did say that uh, f- the finding really has more to do with the activity you're doing than the person that's shared with. 
because people tend to spend more of their time doing enjoyable activities with friends than they do with family members. You know, you, you, when you're going out with your friends, you're usually going out and doing something, which makes you happy. When you're, you know, hanging out with your significant other, you're usually sitting on your couch watching Criminal Minds, which may not lead those happiness buzzers and sensors in your brain to be yeah, popping know. off. I really enjoy it. I wish you would watch some of the stuff I wanted to watch. I did watch some of this stuff. I have no interest in Criminal Minds. Additionally, people are more likely to find themselves doing unpleasant tasks like, you know, cleaning up after themselves or taking after taking care of animals or something like that when you don't really want to be doing it. Hudson says it's important to create opportunities for positive experiences with romantic partners and kids and to mentally savor those positive times because family and friends combined should be the key to happiness and not necessarily one over the other. Mm -hmm. See so how they flip their study around and try to teach you a lesson? Hopefully that works. Teach me things. Tampa Bay Lightning are moving on to the Stanley Cup final. They knocked off the Islanders last night in overtime. Oh, man. That's going to do it. So it's going to be Tampa Bay and Dallas for the NHL title. Somebody's going to win a title for the first time in a while. It's been five years since Tampa has been to the final and uh, 20 since Dallas has. Heater up 2 to nothing on the Celtics after a five-point win last night in the Eastern Conference Finals in the NBA. Game one of the Western Conference Finals is this weekend. And the Browns beat the Bengals 35-30 last night. Joe Burrow uh, threw the ball a whole bunch of times for the Bengals and even got a backdoor cover last night, his very first in the NFL, with a garbage-time touchdown that helped the uh, Bengals beat the spread as it was uh, the Browns by six, and they had that thing in the bag until about 40 seconds left in the game. And so a lot of money swung hands in Look the out. last minute of that football game last night. Gambling. So uh, we'll see where the weekend hands us. But uh, if you had Joe Burrow on your fantasy team, I'm not sure if you were starting him or not. There's plenty of people that drafted Joe Burrow. I'm not sure if he's your starting quarterback, but he had a hell of a game last night. That's for sure. Baker Mayfield didn't suck either. Uh, he had uh, two touchdowns, 219 through the air, but it was the uh, Browns running backs that really took the day. Uh, with Chubb and uh, Hunt both having pretty good games for it's, Cleveland. It's a pretty devastating one-two punch right there. Oh, it's the best tandem in the league, hands down. After being diagnosed with COVID-19 and shutting down the set of The Batman, Robert Pattinson was spotted making out with his girlfriend, Big J, in London. That means he's on the mend, my friend. <laughs> and the film will soon resume production. Uh, Warner Brothers did tell Variety that things are back on the uh, on the upswing on The Batman. Of course, it's brave got Brave of her. Who what? Brave of her to be making out with him. Well, apparently he's got to be okay for that to be happening. Yeah, I'm right? going to tell you what, though. It was it was, it was, it was nerve-wracking. What? The first time kissing the wife after being sick. Well, you didn't kiss her until you got the positive or the, 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 the euro. Right, clear, right, right. But still, even then, it's like, whoa, it was heavy, man. It sure. was heavy. It was like the first time all over again. <laughs> On that mini golf course? Paul Dano, Zoe Kravitz, Colin Farrell, Andy Serkis, all part of the cast. The uh, the the set has been shut down for at least a month since the uh, positive test for Robert Pattinson. So now uh, we're ready to go. Of course, the movie has been pushed to October of next year before you're going to see it. So it's going to come around Halloween next year as opposed to the summer of next year. So lots of delays and who knows if there's another delay coming. You know, all it takes is for one other person on that set to test positive before they shut it down again. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff on the way. We're going to hell. On 100.3, the X rocks. We are going to Australia for today's We're Going to Hell story, my friend. Put a shrimp on the babby. 
Uh, Victoria, Australia, to be exact. Foster's and for beer. There, Foster's for beer. Uh, and so there they are uh, battling a lot of things that we are battling here in the United States, namely fires. Well, I mean, God, last year that began the the I think the the worst year on record of of the world when that whole country practically burned down. All the pictures, all the animals, it was awful. Wasn't that earlier this year? Yeah. Well, I mean, it seems like it's been a year already. Right. That's what I mean. So, I, you could be right. It could be last year for all I know. I mean, it just I thought it was earlier this year, but you may be right as time has become a complete blur. But either way, uh, you know, they are battling wildfires there in Australia as well. And we want to talk about a worst case scenario. Uh, the poor firefighters that had to fight a fire that ended up finding its way into a huge cattle breeding facility in Australia that ended up causing thousands upon thousands of dollars of damage is in the news today because of some of the things the firefighters had to uh, deal with during the course of the blaze. First of all, the emergency service that had to be called as this wildfire spread into the Yarham Herd Services in Victoria around 3 o'clock in the morning. So already, what a crappy way to wake up, right? Yeah. You have to get into work at 3 o'clock in the morning to take care of a life-threatening situation. So not only did they have a bunch of cows and cattle that they needed to take care of, don't forget what this actually was. You understand, Big J? A cow breeding facility, right? Oh, okay. And so uh, the fire had completely shredded the building, and there was several different buildings on fire there. It's a lot of cow DNA. And uh, that's exactly what County Fire Authority uh, Commander Chris Lachinchowski had to deal with. He said that uh, when they arrived on the scene, the crew were told to be wary of projectiles coming at them while they tackled the blaze. What does that mean, Big J? Uh, basically, what ended it's up happening—exploding cow sperm. Yes. Oh my god. They had a bunch—I mean, hundreds and hundreds of canisters of cow DNA in this particular building that started on fire. What was happening was the cylinders were covered up, and they were boiling because of how hot the fire was. So basically, this is the world's biggest money shot. And so the liquid inside the cylinders were expanding and essentially the lids of the uh, cryogenic cylinders were popping off the top so projectiles would be thrown about the building and then obviously the liquid inside was getting splattered all over the place as well oh my god that's gross so firefighters had to go into what they called a, a defensive mode uh, almost immediately to protect the, protect themselves from the projectiles and the stuff inside them and then also trying to put out the blaze and protect the neighboring properties. And uh, to be honest, they did a magnificent job. But uh, to say that it was a mess when they were done would be, I think, an understatement. Uh, the commander said that they never, quote, had had to deal with anything like uh, the artificial insemination factory that were that had ended up being a blaze before during his career. It was a first, and he says, quote, hopefully it won't happen again. The Herd Services Committee Vice Chairman said they lost about a thousand chirogenic cylinders of cattle stuff, and that will be a huge blow for the farmers. Each one of these cylinders worth about a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars in U.S. dollars per Damn. unit, uh, and obviously the stuff inside them varies in price. So they're looking at tens of thousands of dollars in damages and missing, you know, cows because of it. 
and the firefighters probably will never feel clean again. There's also that that they have to deal with, and so it was a it that, was a rough fire. Yeah, that's a new form of P, uh, TS, PSTD all over. Yes, that is correct. Not something you probably want to think about or deal with, but yet part of the gig. So well done to those men and women firefighters who had to deal with that stuff, and what an awful situation to be in. But they will rebuild, Big J. Don't worry. Plenty more cows lining up, ready to go. Let's get it on. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X-Rock. Red Hot Chili Peppers and Scar Tissue here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3, the X-Rocks. You're familiar with the Quarantine 15, yes, Big J? The Quarantine 15. I think so. Apparently not. Uh, it is uh, the standard, uh, I guess, line that they are using for the, on average, 15 pounds of weight that people oh, have put yeah, on yeah. during quarantine since this whole thing came down. Yeah, with they called it the Quarantine 50. So, correct. Uh, and uh, a survey of a bunch of Americans have found that the biggest reason that's happening is we're eating like a bunch of uh, idiots, is what it boils down to. We have really kind of gone backwards. In the towel. In, really? In what we are selecting and what we are eating. And there's a lot of reasons for it. But we have really kind of attached ourselves to comfort food over the last couple of months. And they started doing a survey and asking people, okay, like, let's talk about some of the food that you've eaten over the last months. And maybe you haven't usually. And all these things are foods that they would consider comfort foods. What do you consider a comfort food, Big J? Like, um, I said your favorite comfort food, what would it be? Jeez, I guess mac and cheese. Mac and there cheese. Made the list. Number five, as a matter of fact, of uh, the most devoured comfort foods in 2020. Uh, number 15, pancakes, 14 hot dogs, 13 bread, 12 mashed potatoes, then spaghetti and meatballs. Into the top 10, fried chicken, cereal, chocolate, cookies, potato chips, mac and cheese, french fries, four, ice cream, three, hamburgers, two, and pizza is the number one comfort food of 2020. Of those, would you say mac and cheese is what you eat the most of? No. What would you say is? Tacos, not Tacos. on the list. Tacos, not on the list as a comfort food. That is for sure. Maybe I wouldn't call that comfort food. That's just food. Tacos? <laughs> well, tacos make you feel very comfortable, though, don't they? Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm comfortable with it. Here's, here's, here's what people say it makes things qualify for comfort food. It tastes good. Would you say tacos do that? Yeah. Satisfying? Would you say tacos do that? Oh, yeah. Do they bring happiness? I mean, no. Not to you? They don't bring happiness? Uh, uh, I, again, uh, I, see, here's the problem, is that the word comfort food to me uh, is a dirty word. And um, as somebody who has binge eating disorder, uh, it, drawing a line of any emotion with food is, is a no-no. So, no, it doesn't uh, make me feel satisfied. It doesn't make me feel anything. Wait. It's food. Happiness. Yeah, happiness. But it makes you sadness. feel satisfied. Yes. Okay. Satisfies my hunger. Uh, is it something you look forward to? Sure. And is it a sense of comfort in uncertain times, Big J? No. Then it's three out of the five of the top five reasons why Americans reach for comfort food. I still say it qualifies. Uh, and, of course, one of the reasons that it, something qualifies as comfort food to people, it tastes great. It uh, it helps to, to enhance your mood. It's indulgent. It's simple preparation and sweet. And maybe that's why tacos didn't make the list. I wouldn't call them simple preparation, just because there's a lot of ingredients that goes into a taco. Yeah. And there's a lot of yeah. different things that fold into it, so maybe that's why it didn't cut the list. Whereas like things like mashed potatoes and, and hamburgers did, because it's two or three things kind of a thing. 
As far as snacks goes, chocolate tops the list, then chips, then cookies, then french fries, then candy, then mozzarella sticks, Big J. Wait, mozzarella sticks or or string cheese? Uh, no, mo- there's a, there's two different things. Mozzarella Mozza- sticks? Mozzarella sticks. As a dessert? No, no, no. Snacks. Oh, as a snack. French fries also not a dessert. Who's knocking down mozzarella sticks as a snack? Popcorn, chicken nuggets, cereal, and then peanut butter are your top ten things that we are doing. Basically, what's happened is we're all eating like kids again. Like whatever the twelve-year-old wants us for dinner, it would want a twelve-year-old us would want for dinner is what we're eating for dinner these days, and so that is why we are gaining so much weight as a country during this particular uh, pandemic is because health has not been a high priority when it comes to food for us, or at least the majority of us anyway. Yeah, yeah, but more well, like I said, people giving up at a certain point. Morning after with Nick and Big J on the way, some important stuff. Let's not forget we got your pop culture smackdown coming up too. Inside the Idaho Lottery Traffic Center we go, brought to you by the Lifetime Store. Hey, CB. It is stop and go on eastbound I-84 from the Linden Road overpass in... On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Every day that goes by, Big J, I am more and more convinced that we are just straight up doomed. And uh, we could probably thank the myriad of social media out there for that. But if you thought the Tide Pod social media challenge was a thing... Uh, yeah, it was a thing. I know. I'm just saying, like, a, a thing that you would go, that's pretty dumb. Wait to hear about this. Uh, God. Currently on TikTok, there is a challenge out there where people are using nail files to grind down their uneven teeth and then posting videos. Even thinking about it makes chills run down my spine. That's it's pretty tough. Right? I mean, that's not for the weak... No, it's as a matter of fact, according to every dentist in the world, it's something that you should never do. Uh, well, according taking money out of their pockets. To, yeah, of course. I, no, Jay, 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 no. Uh, the uh, Dr. Chad Evans is one of the many dentists that have uh, taken to social media and says, listen, I- I'm not sure why I have to tell you this, but your <laughs> teeth are not made of the same thing as your fingernails. So if you file your fingernails down today, they'll grow back tomorrow. But your teeth are permanent, and they're made up of layers. And that layer is basically enamel that you're familiar with. And that enamel is the strongest and most important layer. And if you start to mess with the structure of that enamel, then that's when teeth start falling out of your skull. And you could be doing irreparable damage and destruction to your teeth, and you don't know what you're doing, of course. And so, you know, there are certain ways where you can safely file down your teeth but they're not using nail files. That makes sense? Sure, sure. And it's going to cause painful tooth sensitivity or even kill the tooth if you do it the wrong way. And either way, it's going to hurt like a son of a gun. So, what's your problem with it then? I I guess... Let these idiots do irreparable... I can't say the word. Irreparable? Irreparable damage to themselves. I just... I don't... I'm trying to... At least do my part to quell... This is natural selection at its finest. If you're stupid enough to file damn your damn teeth, then, you know, I mean, as a parent, all you can do is say, listen, here, I, I don't know. I mean, you, hopefully your, your kid isn't one of the kids who swallowed Tide Pods and, and, and filed down their teeth. Um, but uh, other than that, I'm like, you know what? Do upon yourself as you wish. Because 
you got it coming. Yeah, it's just not a good idea. Not a good idea. I'll, I'll stress that. As, as You're not hurting other people. Uh, and you have to make a decision as as a person to do something like that. Nobody's pushing you to do it. And peer pressure, I don't know. See? Now you're going down a slippery slope. The Tampa Bay right. Lightning beat the New York, New York Islanders 2-1 to one in overtime last night to win the Eastern Conference Championship four games to two. They're in the Stanley Cup Final for the first time since 2015. The uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning will play the Dallas Stars for the NHL title. Who do you like, Big J? Lightning or Stars? You're our hockey expert. Let's go with the uh, Dallas Stars. All right, yeah. Stars for the victory. We'll see. Heat beat the Celtics 106 to 101. They're up two to nothing in the Eastern Conference Finals. Western Conference Finals game one is tonight. We had football last night. The Browns beat the Bengals 35-30. Baker Mayfield had a couple of touchdowns. The uh, Browns had over 200 yards passing and rushing in the game, and it was a pretty good game for uh, Nick Chubb and for Kareem Hunt yesterday. Joe Burrow also looked pretty good, although a lot of his passes were short ones. He was 37 for 61, 316, three touchdowns, but he was sacked three times, and just uh, the Bengals really never looked like they had a, a shot in the game. They were down by you know, at least double digits for most of it, but I got that backdoor cover. So congratulations to the Bengals and the Browns picking up their first win of the year. Nice congratulations to Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross as well. They won their first Emmy Award last night. They took home the prize for Outstanding Music Composition for a Series Movie or Special for their work on the HBO miniseries Watchmen, which, again, the music for that is amazing, and the series is amazing as well. Uh, the award puts Nine Inch Nails one step closer to the EGOT. You know where that is, Big J, right? Wait, so they've got a Grammy, uh-huh. they've got an Oscar, correct, and they've got an Emmy, correct. So which need a Tony? Correct, they just need a Tony. Well... How is that going to happen? Well, they got to write a play uh, or be a part of a play. Reznor and Ross previously won an Oscar for The Social Network and a Grammy for The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. And, of course, uh, Reznor also has two additional Grammys for Nine Inch Nails music. And now they have their first Emmy. So maybe, just maybe, Nine Inch Nails the musical coming soon. Yeah, you're right. The soundtrack for The Watchmen is really, really good. Really good. And well-deserving of an Emmy for sure. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yeah, and let's get you uh, qualified for an awesome UTV. That's uh, what we have happening in here. Uh, we'll be giving away uh, this bad boy on October 12th and get you qualified right now for the CF Moto Z Force 800 Trail UTV from Birds of Prey Motorsports. And um, many thanks for West. Mark Credit Union and Adam and Eve for helping sponsor this contest. We'll also get you qualified with a uh, morning after care package. It includes an X-Rocks face covering and an X-Rocks sticker. That will be sent to your house and you will qualify for this UTV if you would like to get on the phone and play a game called Pop Culture Smackdown. 208-287-1003. That is our phone number. You have to defeat Big J in Pop Culture Smackdown as we have switched places. It's been fairly easy this week, but we'll see how Big J goes out on a Friday. Man. Hello, The X. Hey, how you doing? We're hanging in there, man. What's your name? Travis. All right, Travis, you're up first. Travis, the comedy Horrible Bosses spawned a sequel. It starred Charlie Day, Jason Sudeikis, and this Arrested Development and Ozark actor. Oh. Uh, I got nothing, man. Oh. Wrong. I know an answer. Big J would have gotten this one right. Hello, the X. Hello. Hey, this horrible bosses. Uh, the movie Horrible Bosses starred Charlie Day, Jason Sudeikis, and this Arrested Development and Ozark actor. 
Sorry. I don't know. Wrong. <laughs> I accept your apology. It's okay. thought he was a household name. Hello, VX. Hey. hey, the movie Horrible Bosses starred Charlie Day, Jason Sudeikis, and this Arrested Development and Ozark actor. Uh, <laughs> Zach Galifianakis, whatever that is. Wrong. Not Zach Galifianakis. That is incorrect. Hello, the X. Hello. Hello. Hey. Uh, this is the movie Horrible Bosses starred Charlie Day, Jason Sudeikis, and this Arrested Development and Ozark actor. Uh, Paul Rudd? Wrong. Oh, man. Nope. We're going to get through all of them, right? No, we're going to name all the actors uh, that have starred in comedies before we get to the right one. Hello, the X. Hey. Hey, the answer is? Uh, Jason Bateman. Right. Jason Bateman is absolutely correct. Big J to you. It's multiple choice. I'm trying to make this easy. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Daddy. What was Stephen King... What was the first Stephen King novel to ever get published? Okay? Oh, man. Is it The Shining, Salem's Lot, or Carrie? I mean, I'm going to go with Salem's Lot. Wrong. All right, I went with one that wasn't turned into a movie. Salem's Lot was a movie. Oh, was it? I've never heard of it. Yes. Uh, so Carrie then? Right. That would have been, Carrie. that was my second choice. Carrie was the first one to be published. Although the fourth novel he wrote, the first one to actually get published. Uh, this is starting to affect my self-esteem. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, and and uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you wanted to switch, remember? Yeah, I know. But, man. <laughs> Morning After with Nick and Big J. Just a rough week. That's, we'll chalk it up to that. We'll see what happens next week. Uh, there's your pop culture smackdown. We'll do some headlines next on the X Rock. Hey. Headlines are as follows: Big J, drink it up. Yeehaw! And oh, Florida. Yeehaw! Pretty impressive, but also uh, very illegal. As police in Detroit, Michigan, say they have arrested a man on Wednesday night after he decided to jump his vehicle across a drawbridge that was rising. Yeah, man. The operator of the bridge says the driver blew out all four of his tires, crashed into a gate after completing the jump. The operator hit the emergency stop once he noticed the driver wasn't stopping the car, so he really only had a gap of about four feet to jump. But still, he did it and then severely damaged his car once he landed. Police say the driver, the 26-year-old Alan Park, was taken to the hospital with some injuries and then arrested shortly after landing. So the question was, was it worth it? No. No, of course not. Of course not. Cars are not meant to be jumped from <laughs> drawbridge to drawbridge. Right. Odds are your vehicle will not last, even if it does make that jump. More uh, importantly, uh, you would do some pretty uh, decent damage to your body. Uh, and that is exactly what he did as well. And then going to jail for it. So you get out of jail, you're hurt, you don't have a car anymore, and everybody knows you pulled a Dukes of Hazard over the, uh, the drawbridge there in Detroit. So I guess infamy is worth it but then probably not worth the cost (laughs) drink it up or oh florida oh florida this was a big mistake to make there was a new sign that they spent tens of thousands of dollars on to welcome people to dania beach florida here's where it went wrong big j they accidentally put up the sign within the city of hollywood city limits so uh, they put the sign in the wrong place Welcome people to a city that actually isn't the city that the sign is in. Uh, The city manager, Anna Garcia, says she's been in contact with the city manager of Hollywood and adds that the issue is under investigation. They're not even sure how this happened. 
The city of Hollywood spokesperson, Joanne Hussey, said the two cities are working together to find a solution as to why the sign was erected in a place where it's not supposed to go. So this is some bad, some bad directions, and they put up a very expensive sign in a place that's not actually where it should be. Hilarious. Our money, our tax dollars at work, or your Florida tax dollars at work, then again. Uh, don't forget that's who, that's exactly who paid for all this. And who will pay for it to get taken down and then move to wherever the right spot should be. Hopefully it was worth it. Wrap it up with drink it up. You never know what you'll find in the walls of an old house. I don't have to tell you this, Big J. You found a cat in the wall once. <laughs> Jenna Walden was doing demolition during a renovation of her home in Seattle, Washington, when she found a secret supply of alcohol hidden in the walls. Walden says material found on the 30 or two bottles makes her think they date back to the Prohibition era, possibly 1933, which makes sense why there would be alcohol in the walls. She says many of the bottles look like they're repurposed household items like ketchup bottles that they used to make, you know, hooch in like a bathtub or something and then bottle it that way. She then hosted a tasting party and believes the wall contained a varieties of ciders and brandy as the drinks had a very strong vinegar taste, which makes them sound awful. I don't know if I drink the stuff I found in my wall. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Alcohol or not, I'm not sure I would go. Like, oh, who man. knows what they put in that? <laughs> right. Why would you host a party where people taste things that you found in your wall? And what fell in it or God knows what. Uh, but uh, apparently it was bad and tasted like vinegar. What a treat. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There are your headlines. You're up to date on everything. <laughs> Corey Taylor here on the morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3, the X rocks. And I tell you what, Big J, we may be seeing a shift in the way movies are working, my friend. And it's not a good one if you're a fan of going to see movies in the theaters, correct? Yeah, yeah, uh, because uh, the, the sort of the financial report from uh, Disney's Plus's Mulan has come out and uh, it, uh, it made some money. Yeah, yeah, it did. Uh, according to Yahoo Finance, 29% of all Disney Plus subscriptions threw down the 30 bucks to grab access to Mulan when it came out, which means that in the United States alone, it has made conservatively $261 million in the U.S. markets. Now, that is more than Tenant, which Warner Brothers pushed into the theaters uh, on a global scale. It's made like $200 million globally at the box office, and Mulan has made two sixty one dollars just here in the States for Disney+. And this, uh, coupled with the amount of money that Trolls World Tour made, and Bill and & Ted has made a ridiculous amount of money at the home box office as well, as opposed to the movie. I mean, it's barely made anything in the theaters, but it has killed it at the, uh, the rental thing. It, it makes me think that we're going to see a shift. And what companies are going to do in order to have movies make money. And that could be a good thing or a bad thing for you, depending on where you stand. But what, who really needs to make a decision is Disney. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because they've got sitting, they're sitting on a handful of, of movies that they haven't released yet, uh, including Black Widow. Yeah, very big, you know, movies of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies that probably, I mean, would, would make way more money than Mulan if I had to guess, right? I would think so, yeah. If you threw it down for, if you could watch Black Widow right now for 30 bucks, wouldn't you buy that on Disney Plus? <sighs> yes, you would. Don't be silly. You're you're bulking, but you know you would. 
If Black Widow was looking you right in the face, you would throw down for that. Here's the problem. I My house isn't set up. I don't want to watch a movie that way. I know you don't. It's not how I want to watch a damn movie. I think all of us prefer to go see a movie on the big screen, especially if it's something that's got that kind of performance. But if it's like, this is how you're going to see it, like it or not, wouldn't you do it? Well, it's an uncomfortable truth for my wife to have to face for a new surround sound system. <laughs> what happened to the one that you had? Uh, I'd had well, so I'll tell you what. One of the kids lost the remote. And, <laughs> and ever since then, it, it's uh, about five, six generations later. And and so we've got a sound bar there, but it just can't compete with. Uh, I mean, an actual surround sound, not right. just a couple speakers up front. You want it? You want it mounted behind you? Yeah. And stuff. That's not. That's fair. That's fair. I get it. Uh, but either way, I mean, with the amount of money that these are making, and, and compared to the disappointment at the tenant box office, it, it's got to be one of those deals where if you're a movie studio, you have to be going. Hmm. I mean, it makes sense for us to do this. Now, the question is, again, that price point, what is it going to be? Now, keep in mind that Mulan is also more expensive than the other movies that have been released. Even if it was Trolls or if it's Bill and Ted, that's going to set you back 20 bucks. Mulan has been 30 so there's that. But I was shocked that 29% of Disney Plus users paid for that. Really, I was. Yeah, I mean, that's only, I mean, 29% of all the subscribers, which they have a lot. I mean, what is it, 30 million or 30 something mi- right And now? that's in the U.S. only. In the U.S. only. 30 so, million. So, you know... I would assume that you would get at least 40% buying, like, Black Widow. At the very least. And so uh, we'll see what ends up happening. I still think that probably they're holding out with the Marvel movies to make it. Because, you know, while $261 million is nice, and what, how long has Mulan been out? Two weeks? Week? Yeah. Yeah, two weeks. Uh, you know, we're talking about mil- movies that make billions of dollars at the box office, too. So, you know, they're... They're comfortable, I think, waiting and holding that close to the vest, at least for a while. But at some point, you probably have to let it go, depending on how these things go. But very interesting to me, the amount of money that Mulan made. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We're going to do some bad impressions next on The X Rock. Point three, The X. And here for bad impressions, we have a care package that we would love to send out to you. It's got an X Rock's face covering in it, X Rock sticker, and... We got a little shipment, Nick, of uh, Marilyn Manson CDs. We are Chaos. Oh, really good. Uh, produced by Shooter Jennings, and of course, you may have heard We Are Chaos here on the X Rocks. So you'll get the Manson CD along with the other stuff sent to you. Yes, I like this. I like this very much. That's your prize package today. If you would like to play, you need to get on the phone 208-287-1003. Band Impressions works like this. Big J's got three clues. They all revolve around somebody famous. Figure out who that famous person is in those clues or less. Then you got yourself all set up and good to go. Good morning, the X. Good morning. Hey, man, you're up first. Good luck to you. And uh, fictional character, okay? Oh. Okay. I live by a creed, and I can never remove my helmet. Okay. I really enjoy this baby-looking alien. Say that one more time. I really enjoy this baby-looking alien. Okay. This is the way. Oh. That's it? Dang it. That's it. I mean, who's hanging out with a baby alien, walks around with a helmet and says, this is the way? The Mandalorian? There you go. There you go. Congratulations. You Hang put on it one together second. with some help. 
And this is the second time the Mandalorian's been bad impressions this week. Why yeah, is for he good in the reason. News today, uh, the Mandalorian. Now the Emmys are coming out here on Sunday. Uh, they'll be, uh, of course, uh, virtual, virtual uh, uh, way uh, on uh, I think a- ABC. And uh, but they do the technical ones first. And the Mandalorian has won five of those awards, Nick. Very nice. Rattle them off. What are they? Uh, they won Best Editing, Best Sound, Best Visual Effects, and Best Art Direction, Best Costume Design, and, of course, Best Music. All right. Good job. The technical language. Oh, wait. That, that, I'm sorry. That was uh, that was Star Wars way back in 1977. Uh, they won similar awards, almost exactly the same, uh, except for the music part so far. They won for Best Visual Effects, Best Sound Editing, Best Sound Mixing, and Best Production Design, and Best Cinematography. Well, wait, how did they? How did Star Wars win Emmys? Uh, those were, I'm sorry, those were, they were just, it's part of the article I was reading. They were, <laughs> they were comparing the awards that it won when it I came see. out. Uh, the, the, to the Oscars that Star yes, Wars won? Yes, yes. Okay, so, uh, we'll see. I think um, there might be some other awards up uh, in the regular Emmys. I didn't look, though, for uh, the Mandalorian. I don't think they are up for any, like, acting or anything like that awards. So, no, I don't think so. But either way, uh, congratulations. And new season dropping in a little over a month, dude. Oh, man. Disney Plus, get ready. Morning after with Nick and Big J. We'll We're wrap Disney up the Plus show. Here this morning. <laughs> it's true, at least this hour. We'll wrap it up here next on the X Rock. <laughs> Bad Flower and 30 is how we're wrapping up the morning after with Nick and Big J for this week. Big J, that's going to do it for us. Got a life lesson from Big J heading into the weekend, which basically was uh, you don't trust him no matter what he says, because even he doesn't well, know. That's a little uh, presumptuous. And hell, man. We also had a chance to get somebody qualified for that UTV, wrapping up a uh, dismal week for Big J performance-wise in Pop Culture Smackdown. I'm not going to sleep right. But you know what? It, you're just getting your legs underneath you again, you know? Yeah. And next week, you'll come back stronger, better than ever. And so that's the idea with Pop Culture Smackdown. That'll happen, including next week, a chance for you to win some stuff from the Idaho Lottery here on the morning after in the 7 o'clock hour if you're over 21. chance for you to win some uh, multiplier tickets, which is pretty awesome. You can win thousands upon thousands of dollars just from this very morning show all next week. So you're going to want to tune in for that as well and additional fun. But that leaves you with the floor, Big J. Yeah, man, I'm going to play some uh, American Truck Simulator this week. Get out the wheel, get that all set up. Did you put it away? Well, yeah. When you moved the office around? Uh, Yeah, I haven't haven't set it up in there yet. That's the plan? Playing American Truck Simulator, watching Cobra Kai? Yeah. I could, I could actually, and I'll, I'll tweet the picture out, and and stuff, but I can actually sit there and, and watch TV and, and play right in my face. It's great. Do you need to uh, have I mean, the sound on the American Truck Simulator in order to pay? Oh, I've got a, I've got a, a mixer, so I can mix it up a little bit. Well, what I'm saying is, like, will it divert your attention, or are you able to watch and play the game at the same time? Here's what will happen: sad. is, is I might even stream this. Is I'm trying to watch and play at the same time. Lots of accidents. Fun times. So uh, check out Big J's stream if you get a chance this weekend. That's a weird thing to say. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Jason Drew is up next. We'll see you on Monday. It's the X Rock.